Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Greg Corn is up early, but maybe that's not unusual for him because he was in morning radio in northeastern Pennsylvania on most every radio frequency possible. Right, Greg? <laughs> you know, it didn't take long to get out of the habit of waking up early, but really? uh, I have a golden retriever that gets me up at 7 o'clock every morning now to uh, take her out for a walk, so... So that's uh, it's it's become part of the routine again. Well, it's uh, nice to hear your voice, and I'm I'm glad that you're well after what happened in the, in the place that you now call home, Las Vegas. And uh, if if I read right on Facebook, you were out and about on Sunday evening, correct? Yes, I was at uh, Bally's. There were a bunch of friends in town from Northeast PA. And uh, I met them at Bally's, and uh, we were all prepared for uh, for some fun and games, which we did get some in before uh, before everything went down. It was uh, it was it was a very surreal, bizarre situation to say the least. Um, not something. Well, I can't say it's not it's not something we expected to happen. Uh, ever since Las Vegas showed up on the on the terrorist lists. Uh, Everyone's just kind of been, well, it's not a matter of if, but when, and it it finally happened. Weirdly enough, though, it, it wasn't one of your usual terrorist groups that you read about in the paper. It was a local guy. Yeah. Do you know anybody, Craig, that had any kind of interactions with this guy at all? No. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't actually even live in Las Vegas. Right. He lived in Mesquite, which is a, uh, it's mostly a retirement community. And it's about thirty, thirty-five miles away. Um, it's uh, I. I don't know of anybody who had any interactions with him. He was a retiree. He was uh, by by all accounts uh, just a normal, normal retired accountant. He had some money that he'd saved up, so he was living quite well. But uh, just. Uh, to this right now, nobody still nobody still knows what's going on. His brother was on, his brother was all over the local news last night, and he was just as surprised as anybody else. Yeah, and I think America is kind of surprised. When you were in the casino on Sunday evening, how did you find out that something was going terribly wrong? Well, uh, strangely enough, we we got into a taxi. We, we were at Bally's, which is about a mile north of Mandalay Bay, which is where everything happened. And we got into a taxi to go somewhere, and um, it was on the radio. The guy, the taxi driver, had it on the radio, and, and uh, he didn't uh, he didn't seem to be too concerned about it. You know, he was a taxi driver, you know, and uh, uh, he was afraid of losing a fare. And, uh, but we just had, we didn't even leave the property. We just had him, we drove like about a hundred yards and we had him drop us off and we went back in. Um, we flipped him a 20, which was, which was okay for his trouble. 
but um, we went back into valleys figuring we'd be safe there. And uh, just in the short time that we had walked back into valleys, everybody knew about it. And uh, not only not only did everybody knew about it, but the stories had already started to cir- started to circulate. Uh, the story was going around that uh, yeah, it was the Mandalay Bay. The guy was uh, he. There were there were people shooting down off the roof of Mandalay Bay at the concert, which was right across the street. Uh, the concert grounds. Let me let me uh, uh, explain a little. The concert grounds used to be this big vacant lot across the street from Mandalay Bay. Uh, they were going to uh, do something else there, and uh, the developers ran out of money, and so they. Uh, they let it go, and and uh, MGM Properties bought it and turned it into a big concert ground. They have uh, oh five or six big concerts there, you know, festivals every year. And so the rumors were going around that there was a guy on there. There were terrorists on the roof of Mandalay Bay shooting down at the concert. That uh, it was multiple shooters in multiple locations. They had shot up the lobby of the New York, New York, which is uh, about. Uh, uh, a block up the street that they were every place and that they were that, and so we decided we would just stay at Bally's. We were parked in front of a poker machine and uh, we just we figured that we would uh, ride out the storm there. And about uh, ten minutes after that, I turned around and looked there. There is a uh, walkway going from the Paris to Bally's. They're right next door to each other, and there's a walkway in between. You can there's a lot of shops and stuff. It's like a mini mall where you can. Walk through there to go from Paris to uh, the, to Bally's without even going outside. And I looked over, and there were about oh, it seemed like a hundred people just came running. It was like something out of a movie. They came running through there and all headed out the back door. And I, I just kind of said, everybody else, I said, guys. Um, so we got up to take off, and the security wouldn't let us out the front door. So. My first thought was to get to a safe place. Mm-hmm. So, and this is this is this. I thought of the, the showroom. I uh, was in the showroom. I've been there many, many, many times. I performed there a couple times, and uh, so I. My thought was, if they were going to come in and just start shooting the place up, they would not think of the showroom. They wouldn't think that that there was anybody in there. So I went to. Uh, I uh, told everybody follow me. We went to we jumped on the escalator and went to the showroom, which was on the second floor, and uh, tried to get in there, but uh, it was all locked up. So we found a hall. We found a, a stairwell that uh, for employee use. We just took off down that and went out one of the side doors, and uh, we ended up being escorted out to the back of the property where the tennis courts were. And that's where we cooled our heels for a while. But I mean, the stories were going around; they were crazy. There was a there was a guy there saying that he was in Planet Hollywood, which is right next door to Paris, and uh, there were people in there shooting at him. And I and I was kind of like, I was skeptical. I'm like, really? He said, and he, you know, he was a Southern guy. He's like, I heard the noise. I smelled the gunpowder. They were shooting at everybody in Planet Hollywood. Huh. And of course, it all, but it all turned out to be false. Um. There was there was just the one angry old guy who uh, used a big hammer to uh, to break out the windows. The win- the windows in the casinos in the hotels don't open uh, because they're afraid. And it sounds a little macabre, 
but they're afraid that uh, people might jump out the window and commit suicide after losing all their money gambling, so the windows don't open. Uh, this guy had to take a sledgehammer and bust the window out. And then that's that's when it all happened. It was just him. Uh, he shot... Uh, he just opened fire. I don't know what, what kind of gun he had or what caliber it was, but... He just uh, started taking pot shots at the guys at the people at the concert ground across the street. And uh, let me see, I think it's right around 60 people dead now and yeah. over 500 got sent to the hospital. I had friends over there. Thankfully, they all got out all right. Um, we were worried about our costume. I was, I was in a show. I was in a long-running show at Planet Hollywood for five years here, and our costumer was working down there. And uh, nobody heard from him until about uh, 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon, so we were a little worried about him. But he, everybody that I know that was there got out okay. Sadly, there were people who weren't. Um, Vegas is in shock right now. Sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it's like New York City after 9-11. Uh, there was just a, kind of a, a pall that hung over the city, but it was... It's nice to see um, all the marquees. I I, uh, I live in Henderson, which is about a twenty-five mile, twenty-five minute ride. It's seventeen miles, about a twenty-five minute ride from the strip. So uh, I didn't leave the house yesterday, except to go to the food king to buy groceries. <laughs> but um, and I slept in. I didn't get home until about. Uh, Two thirty in the morning. Yeah, what was that like for you, Greg? Was it? Uh, did you see a lot of police presence? Was it hard for you to get out of the out of the city? Well, it was uh, for a while. There was there was a lot of police presence, but um, you could uh, the emergency vehicles were just they were all over the place. They were they were and every single one of them. If, if it was if it wasn't heading heading toward Mandalay Bay, it was heading towards uh, uh, UMC, which is the medical center, the University Medical Center or uh, Sunrise Hospital. Uh, my my daughter-in-law works the blood bank at one of the hospitals and uh, she was slammed. They were she was she was she was on her feet and going for like 14 hours before she came home. Um so it was it was just uh once everybody got out of the casino um and there were a whole bunch of us there was hundreds of us. Uh, and as I said, they uh, herded us all back to where the tennis courts were, and we uh, and we all cooled our heels back there. And it was very. Uh, after everybody got out there, it was kind of like, "Whew, we're relieved. We're all okay. Everybody's fine." Uh, and then, you know, people started talking and joking with each other. And uh, and uh, since, <laughs> but it was it was it was just uh, you know the people from the different departments, the ver the beverage department. Uh, the casino managers—they were all getting their people together in in spots back there to make sure, you know, that they were all there and that everybody was okay. And the rest of us uh, just kind of all cooled our heels over by a guard shack. But as I said, uh, once everybody got back there, there was a collective sigh of relief that everybody was okay, and we just kind of stood around and waited for the all clear to be sounded uh, so we could get on with things, you know. Um, uh, but we were back there for a long time. We were back there for about, well, I have to count on my fingers, for about three and a half hours before uh, before uh, 
they said, okay, you guys, uh, you can go back in. But then there was still a lot of misinformation going around. Uh, one of the security guards there, again, was was saying, no, no, you can't go back in. Well, they told us it's okay to go back in. No, no, you can't go back in. There's four dead people in there. You wow. can't go back in and, and disturb a crime scene. And again, that was totally false. We went to another door and they let us right in. Well, I, I, this is where I, I guess it happens in, in every event like this that is, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of misinformation, but... You know, people thought, Greg, there were multiple shooters and there were multiple uh, hotels that were targeted and so on and so forth. And and you're saying that um, you know, a guy smelled gunpowder when that's not even... Uh, how, how does it happen? I mean, you were there. What do you think was going on? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like a hive mind type of thing. And, uh, you know... Uh, and I even got I even got messages from friends, uh, shooters at the Paris. I'm like, oh God, we're 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 right ne- we're right behind the Paris. Uh, they're they're at the Bellagio, which is right across the street. I mean, people just these stories. I don't know what people have in their minds. I think the guy who who heard the 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 gunshots and smelled the gunpowder. The human mind is a. Uh, it's very susceptible to powers of suggestion, and uh, once once you get something like that in your head, the guy might, you know, the guy actually thought he heard the gunshot and actually, you know, smelled the gunpowder just through the power of suggestion, hmm. just uh, a panic from something else that he heard somebody else say. That's, you know, the human mind is very susceptible that way, uh, and uh, you know, the story started going around. But as I said, once we were out of the casino. And uh, out back by the tennis courts, everybody just, there was a collective sigh of relief that, oh, we're safe now. We're, we're, we're out in the open in a giant, wide-open space, but and safe. we're safer than we would be in a casino. Right. Again, the human mind is, is susceptible to that, and it turns out that was true. All right. Well, Greg, we've got to fly, but uh, I'm glad you're okay, and, um, you, you know, you, you sound okay and 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 positive and i i hope that uh, vegas where you live and um you know where you you have your livelihood based is is going to make a recovery you're in a show right that's that's coming up right is that true well no i was i was in the evil dead the musical which ran at planet hollywood for five years and that closed in april and when that closed i went over to a uh, production of young frankenstein right 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 and that was we just finished that uh Last weekend, or not last week, the weekend before, it was designed to be a, it was on a limited run, so uh, that only ran for a short time. So now I'm uh, I'm working as a tour guide at the <laughs> Neon Sign Boneyard and uh, looking for another show. I'm sure you'll find one, though. You always seem to. Greg Kern, we got to fly, but I'm glad you're okay. Well, thank you, Sue. Thank you for reaching out. That's uh, my pleasure. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.